And we're live. Hi guys. Welcome to another episode of the Transfer Fan Podcast. I'm your host David. And the last few days, I mean, it's a transfer window, so a lot of things happen really, really fast. I mean, you could end up, I could end up recording now, and a new um, chain of events could get started. So in the last last time on Monday when I recorded, now in the last two, three days since then, some news have popped up. So. As you all know, in the last episode, I talked about James Madison to Spurs and I have my thoughts on the transfer and how I think it would improve Spurs in every freaking way possible. But there's a new guy in the mix. Not really new. It depends on how long you've been following the news with Spurs, have Spurs issues in attacking midfield positions. It's Nicolo Zaniolo. Now, Zaniolo has been a target for Spurs for as long as I can remember. Even when Mourinho was at Roma, he was being linked with Spurs before his ACLs. Now... The link is dividing opinion amongst a lot of sports fans, and I can understand why. I'll talk about why, and you know, you know just give my thoughts on it. Also, the centre back situation. I mean, it's good. This the way this episode is going to be. It's going to be intact. This the um, Zaniolo situation slash Madison situation, and then the CB slash attacking midfield um, positions that need to be filled so they are both intertwined it's also intertwined with the news with inter so most of the stories i'm talking about they are just intertwined with each other and also i will be talking about um yeah dibala has joined roma Grayson Brimer has joined juventus yeah another story has intertwined with the roma with the inter milan one with because of milan screen yeah you know and then Antonio Conte made some interesting comments about Jed Spence that sort of, you know, divided the fan base and, you know, even myself, I panicked a bit, I, I won't lie, I mean, I panicked a bit because I was like, oh, then, you know, after some time, sometime, after some conversations with some other sports fans, I, I sort of like, okay, maybe I'm overreacting a bit and then I had to, you know, take a cheap pill and calm, and, t- and calm down. Now, check this out. So, I also want to talk about um, this is kind of little Onstein versus Fabrizio Romano narrative that has been pushed out, and I just don't understand. I think I don't know if it's a move on Twitter to can discredit the guy, but I think I'll just give a few thoughts on that and then just call it a day. So, so, so um, I think that's a Jesus Christ. There's so much time I spent on the intro. I'll see you guys in the intro. <laughs> So we're starting with Zaniolo and Madison um, links. Now, um, like I said in the intro, I'll start. With, I've spoken about Madison before, so I'll talk about Zaniolo now. Now, um, we all know why it's, um, it's sort of worrying, or the the links with Zaniolo is is kind of putting the fan base in a bit of you know everybody's a bit of scared because I understand why. I mean, he's had two ACLs before he turned 23. That's scary. Anterior crochet ligament injuries. They are very very long and. The fear is, is it, is it a damaging impact? Has it damaged some of his athleticism? Has it? I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't really know some of the impact of his injuries. But, you know, you kind of... I think the, the, some of these injuries tend to affect players in terms of their athleticism and selling in very crucial areas like that. In crucial areas like that. So that's where some of the fears are sort of coming from. However, we're going to talk about footballing ability of Zaniolo. Right? Now, I think I remember, if I remember very well... Um, Zanillo joined Inter Milan as a result of a deal that happened. I think he was part of a deal and then he came from Inter's academy and he joined Roma. And then, you know, boom, we exploded in Roma. And, you know, a lot of fans in Inter are like, okay, um, looking at it as a regret, that is a regret, you know. I, I, I can't remember who moved across. There was a player that moved across between Roma and Inter Milan. I can't remember the player who moved across the ball. That's what happened at the time, if I remember correctly. Now, <coughs> Was it nine goal and 
So on somebody in ability, you so that's yeah, that's the sort of the transfer. I can't remember if that's it, but I, I, my memory serves me right. That's the story. I think that's it when Zanulo. I think we came from Inter's um, Inter's ranks. So, um, he had exploded in Roma, right, over the years and all that. Then crucial ACL injury. I think he got one last season. And towards the end of the season, last season he was. So he's, he's seen as you know a, a kind of a top talent in Italy, a top young talent, one of the top you know real good youngsters in Italy at the moment. Now why it's this transfer is sort of scary is the injuries and trust me he has a roster of that. I mean, his cheat sheets on rush on his cheat. I mean his um his, his injuries are so much. I mean you can just check his his um transfer transfer market website. You check his injuries. There's a lot of them. It's still niggling ones and the fears is whether we're getting another lamella. And that's where a lot of fans are sort of afraid of. Now, listen, if there were no injury issues, Zaniolo would probably cost more than, you know, and he probably, he probably won't even be on the market. Because now the, the report is this. Paratici, we all know, clearly like Zaniolo, you know. Uh, why, why, why do I know this? Well, um, a lot of um, um, things have been confirmed already. And also, he tends to shop in Italy. So a lot of reports have sort of confirmed. And the fact that sports have been linked with Zaniolo already, you know, means... That maybe there's a chance that you know, yeah, Pratici does tend to, um, you know, like the player just like the way they did with um, Kolosevsky and other. But Zaniolo and Madison are quite different players. Although obviously, I think they're both. At, now, they're both different. Zaniolo is more of the kind that plays on the right, that cuts in on his left foot, still really creative and still knows how to pass, still knows how to find passes and still creative, right? And Madison is more of like a ten. So, uh, so, and, and I don't know if I would say Zanillo is more similar to Kulusevsky. Not like he's exactly similar, but it's more. I don't know if I don't know if can play as an eight. Because Madison can play as an eight, can play as a ten, and you know I would say fairly okay on the record. I've never seen Madison play on the right, but Zanillo. Every time I've seen Zanillo, more often than not, is on the right side of a front three. On the right side of a front three, you know, and going to cut inside and find passes and create chances for his, his teammates. That's what I see with. You know with Zaniolo. Now, on footballing ability, I think it would I, I think it would be a good signing. Footballing ability, I think it would be a good signing. Not only will he really push um, Kulosevsky for that position, he's also somebody who might be able to. I don't know if I would say he will, he will end up getting the position, but I, I don't know if I would say it that way. But on talent, he's really really talented. He's someone that three times and really highly rated. It's the injuries that's the biggest one. That's exactly where it is. Nobody wants a repeat of Lamela. Where you know, you would you would be happy that he, you have this player on your roster, but when you need him, he's not available, and then he ends up becoming available when you you really need him, but not really as much as when you would need him when he, you you would expect when he's available, when you want him available. And that's where that's where the problem comes in. Zaniolo playing. Um, joining sports now listen as long as Conte most of the, my, my thoughts on every single transfer and I know a lot of fans will want to you know downplay this because a lot of persons just want to stick with the narrative of okay sports are bad but I get it the ownership have not really done well in the last few years and recently the, but the, the approach in the recent months have changed it doesn't mean that you know their sins are forgiven or anything it just means that you know you can't really start it's like when they've made moves and they've shown that they are trying to do XYZ you can't really you know, stick, hold on to that narrative and say they are still behaving the way they, could, they were behaving. You know, it's sort of, it's weird. You know, it's weird. it just means that you just have an agenda. It comes up as that. Now, listen, it comes across as that, right? On football ability, so if Conte wants him and Conte feels he can, well, fine. But, but the problem with Zanillo is, now, as you recall, you, there are two things involved here. 
has he recovered from those injuries the acl because the acl is twice i mean as he recovered from it now i saw a tweet that the surgery was really done properly i know that yeah we get it you know that. but the other injuries that come it looks he's an injury prone player i know even if we don't want to admit that but on paper he is if you look at his record he's injury prone and another thing is we might not need him to be available in quotes you know because why you could end up having clues you have clues who is really good in that role who is competing with right then richardson can play there you know there's kind of rotational ability rotational role uh, rotational about it right but this is a problem we're having with somebody like Z- um, um, Zaniolo, what if you need him? What's the point of buying a player like that when you need him? Because he's, he's supposed to be like a creative guy, right? And there are games where you need to pick locks, where the teams just sit off and just park the balls and say they want to hit you on the break. And you need somebody to come pick the locks off the bench. Oh, here's a guy. It's not there. And that's where we could have a problem. That's where the problem comes. You know, And now you need him, but he's not available. You know, And, and that's where I, I have a problem with the Zaniolo links. You know, yes, you know, like I said again, maybe he might have recovered from it. Maybe he's not the same guy. Maybe he's changed. Da, 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 you know, but let's be real here. It's not something you're really going to ignore, if we're being honest. It's not something you're just going to ignore. But with the Madison links, you know, you, you, you're you sure that he's primarily proven. You're very sure what you're getting. You're, you're not, he's this, let's just be he's this, Madison is a safer option between these two. Zaniolo is high risk, high reward as as current as not in terms of potential, ability, and talent. High risk, high reward. But really, but high risk, the the the, the um it could blow up in your face really bad because you end up paying so much money for a player that is not really available. That's always on the treatment table, particularly with the report of Lamela. So that's where it's sort of scary, and it's sort of and the way it's looking, it's sort of favoring the side of you know he's very likely to be unavailable. Than available, and that's the way it's looking now. But listen, if if Fors, listen, this will one, and, and and then again, let's talk about the Madison versus um, Zaniolo's um, comparison on, in terms of um, positions and where they could occupy. Now we all know very well that you know consistently three four three, and last boy favored last season. With Madison, right, you could play, you're very sure of being able to switch from a three four three to three five two. You could play as one of the two eights in the system. Um, you can play as a number ten if you want to play four to three one in some games. Let's say in some games where you want, you just tactic, you just tell Madison, okay, occupy the number ten position. Tactically, maybe the way you're gonna, let's say in the last, I don't know, X Y Z minutes, you're chasing a goal, you're trying to get an extra goal to win the game. You know, those kind of games where you say, okay, Madison, take the number ten position and just make it your own, right? That's yeah. Maybe at that point, you, you are ditching the three five. Positionally, at that point, maybe you are ditching the three, the three at the back. You're just trying to really attack to get more goals there are games where you may have to do that but this year we have a problem you know um with madison on the right hand side he's not as effective and that's as it stands Conte is preferring a 3-4-3 or whatever and as it stands you know it's not someone like madison is not as good on the right as he would be as an eight hundred. now with zaniolo he's really good as on the right as a number 10, I think he is. And I've not seen him as a number 10 a lot, though, but I think he is as a number 10 because he's a skinny feeder. So on the right, he's really good on the right, and you you know what you're getting on the right for for, for, for him. So listen, if there was no injuries, if there was if Zaniolo was really perfect, no injuries, nothing, like he was a real perfect. I would I would be I would be happy if Spurs signed Zaniolo over Madison. I would. If Zaniolo had no injuries, didn't have any issues, nothing like that, I would really be happy. 
but the injury issue is always always going to make me like eh, it's always going to be lingering and saying listen i don't know if you know this would be a good signing that's what's just always going to be like for me with with Zanilo. but listen whichever one sports sign i trust them to have done enough of their homework because the scouting department have, because if you look at the way sports have moved they've hired new personnel for data for performance i think the ex-ranger scout the ranger scout is responsible for the signings of Kevin Bassi, um, Aribo, Joel Aribo at Rangers, and I think he's even instrumental with Rangers, even ending their trophy drought, winning the Scottish Championship under Gerard, right? Scottish League under Gerard. So, the sports brought him in, brought in some other guys to recruitment. So, sports have re- practiced, they've really revamped the scouting department. So, I would trust them enough that, listen, any player you're bringing in and you're signing, you must have done enough homework on the player to bring him in. If the medical records, every single thing left every stone unchecked, you know, if you left every stone on, on, is it no, you, sorry, when I'm saying unchecked, I'm talking about like in digital, anyway, every, um, you've left no stone unturned, rather, sorry about that, you've left no stone unturned, right? So that, that for me, it's, it's very crucial. So if that's what they've, if they've really done their homework on the guy, I'm fine, it could blow up in their faces, we get it, it could, it happens. Nobody's perfect, and you know you're bound to have some misses. But I would, but the position sports are currently. I don't think we need miss. We need misses, especially when you're looking at positions of this magnitude. Yeah, but that's my take on the whole thing. Now speaking of the other, and my second point here is about the CB and the AM situation. Second midfielder position situation. Um, also, so I never forgot to even add service this right. I could even talk about it here too. With Zaniolo, I think it sort of ends the need to sign. Um, another striker because I'm hearing as far as we're looking at getting a striker with Zaniolo, right? You have now Richarlison can even though Richarlison, Richarlison is like the other striker, right? With Zaniolo, <coughs> excuse me, with Zaniolo, you know, um, Richarlison doesn't really have to worry about trying to copy the right, it's more copied of trying to get the central full position, the left side position. So it's like this, right? You could even feel the second 11 sometimes where you would have Richarlison on the left, you have Sonny central, and you'd have Zaniolo on the right. Right, you could have that kind of rotation. So it's it's different, you know. Although with Madison, you could have like Madison playing behind the two strikers as you know the one behind three, four, one, two. Madison playing behind maybe Kane and Son or Son and Richarlison. So you could have that kind of option. So Madison and Richarlison, either of them would be good signings. I, I think it would be. With sorry, what am I saying? Madison and Zaniolo. I'm making a mistake. I'm mixing up the names here. Either of them would be the injury. Uh, the injury thing is just the, the issue for me. And listen, I don't listen. I don't care about the fee. It's not my money. <laughs> it's not my money. I'm, I'm, I think a lot of football fans they they, they tend to I don't know they tend to worry about how much the club is spending on the player. I think what you're worried about is who who is who they are getting in, who's been improved. If the quad is quad has been improved, right? How much the player club spends not your business. If we're being honest, right? It's not your money. It's not your pocket. We should worry about it. you. You don't really have any voting power in the ball in the recruitment or anything. You don't really have that. Yes, you could complain and talk, but you don't. They're gonna do what they're gonna do anyway. So it's don't worry about it. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna worry about the fee or whatever. But for me, I, I think it would be it's the injury issues as my my own here, my thing here. Will you have How many times would I talk about this? <laughs> now with the center with the center back situation, we don't know who's gonna be the guy they're gonna sign. Um, there were reports that you know Longley was brought in more as somebody who could you know fill in the central central role and the left sided role with um with um Longley. Now, sports don't have you know a buy a, a reputation to buy or 
option to buy in that case. It's just a straight one-year loan. Now, is it going to be a stopgap or are they holding him as a stop, as a placeholder for, you know, in case something, let's say maybe Zaniolo becomes available, Giavido becomes available, something could happen, options could happen because the window happens like that. There are opportunities open up in the window. They just have to make moves, bam, bam, bam at that moment. So it's mean that they're probably looking at that and trying to, to consider waiting. It could be. Or, you know, are they just bringing him in just to come compete with? I don't know, but, you know, it's the fact that, you know, Longley can fill in, I think they say he can fill in central and left side role. So it's one of their kind of things where he's more of a utility guy and he's brought in as an option and backup. If you look at the way sports defense performed in the last season, yes, we still need to improve on the defense. Don't get it twisted, okay? Personally, I, I, I think, you know, um, those guys were playing on superhuman. Um, they, were play, they were being properly coached by Conti and really, really stretched. You know, I don't. And yes, yes, we hope that they remain good. But in order for them to remain good, they need competition for their places to keep them at that level. So that's where we we all will say, listen, we need we need to get more signings. In. Now, why I'm talking about this CB role, is CB position is um, Bastoni. Now, I'm not saying the option is not open up yet. Even though we saw pictures of um, Bastoni's agents, you know, at Inter Milan's headquarters yesterday. Even though we saw pictures, we saw um, pictures yesterday. I don't really think, you know, it's out of place to really for, for fans to really start saying, oh, you know, because it's the window. Different reasons happen. Agents meet and all that, right? <laughs> Why this is happening is this, right? Why this? I'm talking about Bastoni now. It's um Milan Skriniar to PSG fell through and why this is happening um PSG didn't want to pay the money for for him now PSG have a new um, um head of football operations it has a word the director of football which is Luis Campos the man responsible for the um Monaco's um, team that Champions League Monaco's team is 16-17 season that got to the semi-finals in Champions League that's Monaco team he is responsible, you know, for that, the recruitment, discovering Mbappe, Bakayoko. Yes, even though a lot of the signings who moved on from then didn't really light up, you know, where they light up the team, set the world alight where they moved on to. Let's be honest, you know, Bernardo Silva and Mbappe have been really good, really good for them. So, those two guys have been successes, right? So, he won't run for that team, that's a Monaco team. Now, if you fast forward to now, so at PSG, so PSG are not really spending like they were spending before. So you no, know, I think Inter were looking for 70 million because they had to balance the books one way. Although that 60 million stuff that they have to declare, I think it's 2023. The report, so according to someone, someone says 2023. I don't know, but with all these books, books can be cooked. It's football. I don't. Whenever they, they, they say something, this team is about to be in doom. I don't really worry because sometimes it looks like panic reporting from the media. I mean, look at Chelsea for example, right? The panic reporting. Oh, they could lose their license. Da, 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 da. And then what happened? Everything went smoothly. So sometimes it's just panic reporting from the media, trying to get clicks, trying to get some eyeballs on the articles to just scare people. It's the fear mongering we're talking about with 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 the media. <laughs> with the media. Back to what I was saying. So um, the the CB role with um, so they want to buy screen, yeah. I think that deal is not has sort of fell falling through. I think now Inter Milan need need to push him out. Inter Milan still need to make profit because I mean they've. They've lost now. They lost out on Gleason Brimer, who's their centre back main target that they wanted, and that would mean them going to to get. I think they had money issues also. One of the reasons why they couldn't get tired of the deal or something. 
with Glesin Brimer. So Juventus ended up sending Glesin Brimer from Torino. And Torino versus Juventus, I'm wondering if that's a real derby. Okay, because the fact that it's a derby, don't get it twisted. It's a real derby. They hate each other. But how much do they hate each other that you know players can cross the divide easily? Without I've spoken about this before. Like if it's a derby that players can cross the divide, I don't know if I consider that, that derby. Listen, if they can cross the divide and still survive, not literally, though. I mean, football terms in the sense that we're not really getting a lot of maybe they may be getting hate from the media or anything but they're able to do without fear this is not really the first time i'm seeing juventus being linked to a torino player and them making agreements and signing deals they sign from each other so i'm wondering if you, is it, look for example liverpool and manchester united don't sign players from each other um sports and arsenal do not even they don't even open doors to each other sports and chelsea don't open doors to each other so these are what okay they really down to the boardroom they really dislike each other right that much or they they respect the rivalry that much down to the boardroom obviously they would meet each other for a drink outside but down to the boardroom level they really do not look see eye to eye i would even say but newcastle sunderland is but you have to cross free transfer i think jacoba crossed to um sunderland from newcastle oh no from newcastle sunderland to newcastle sorry it was a newcastle fan although he scored for sunderland one time and then uh, anyways that's that's a different the tune tune that time where derby is a different um conversation for another day though but what i'm saying here is this right i'm just surprised that torino will agree to to sell to Juventus. anyway money is money the euros and uh, probably tr- probably fits what they need to helps them out at the moment so this environment joined Juventus, and that the ripple effect of that is means that inter milan have missed out on their target for for one of their positions because i mean milan screen selling milan screen bringing Brahma and then they were to balance their books properly now they're looking at Sergei Milenkovic now Milenkovic, Milenkovic um, was linked with Spurs last summer um, ended up signing a new deal with Fiorentina to stay for Spurs signed Romero so that's you know a closed um, that's a closed book by the end, at the end of the day so with um, with all of this happening now a lot of people are asking if Bastoni if the Bastoni um, deal is could it happen could it happen is it going to be opened up again Honestly, I don't know, because as it stands, I'm not going to be drawn into all of this. I've taken too many L's from Inter. Sports have taken so many L's from Inter, right? I mean, remember the Milan screen here last summer, and then you have um, the Bastoni already, right? The Inter, Bastoni choosing to stay. I think there was another transfer with Inter on July, so I can't remember which other one again. I can't remember as I keep going, though. But basically, Sports have not really had, you know, fun. As in Martinez also, yeah, Martinez. Latour Martinez. Sports have not really, you know, had success trying to get players from Inter Milan in the last year. Uh, yeah, I know it's a recent history, but if you look at the some of those transfers are falling through, you have to wonder, you know, is it really, <laughs> is it really you know, what it's stressing yourself, you know, over all of this? That That's where we, we ask questions. Listen, I'm not gonna be drawn into this old Bastoni thing. Listen, if Bastoni signs, I'll be I'll be ecstatic if it happens. You know, it possibly means that listen, by you know, you have an extra body with Longley, extra body at the back with Longley, and Bastoni ends up coming, you know, just slots into the back three easily. You'd have like a right side of um Kulusevsky, Jet Spence. I'm talking I'm talking talk about Jet Spence eventually, Jet Spence or Doherty, and you would have who on the right back, right side of the center back, you'd have Romero. Then on the left side, you would have Bastoni, you would have Ivan Perisic, who already know each other. They have a partnership already from Inter Milan. Then you'd have young Rinson up front. Then you know, through the middle as a spine there, you know, you'd possibly have a good midfield pairing of Benta and Pesuma, and you'd have a skin up front. Then you could have the center back pairing, maybe Eric Dyer as a center because he has looked really good in that role. You know, even if you know, 
uh, for in terms of passing, maybe possibly long lay in that central road. So, or if, er, long lay or die, any of the two, then you have Lloris. So this is a very good team that all of us will be like, wow, be so happy about. Bastoni signing will just you know complete the equation and make all of us really happy. And I would hope that will happen, but I'm not really gonna get my hopes up on this one. But it looks like if an opportunity opens and sports will really try to do that because sports have really made. I think according to reports by Alistair Gold by um, reports and then they said that sports have no have shown that they don't really have a problem paying you know the money that they want so it's, it was down to bastoni and bastoni is like listen i want to stay and you know what can you do he wants to stay so you're not going to force the guy but it depends on if they told the guy listen man we need this money you may have to do it for the love of the club <laughs> yeah and i think it was this is similar to what is it Joe alan smith did it for leeds united when he went to man united the early 2000s um, some players have left clubs because the club wanted the money. I think Jude Bellingham did that because of money, and then the club cared to keep the money. There are players that are like that though, over the years. I think players have been like that over the years. You know, it depends on how you you you, you look at it though. But listen, there are times when people just come to compromise and just say, "Listen, for the good of the club." There are players that have been like, I can't, I can't, I can't remember one at the moment, but there are a lot of players things like that have happened over the years. So listen, if Bast- this Bastoni stuff that's beginning to hit up. Uh, even though it's the fans that are spreading that rumor at the moment, it's not really that one. I would really, really hope you know that it's. I'll really be happy because listen, why I would, why I want Bastoni? It's not like I. It's because you know Conte as a manager knows him from Inter Milan. And he has already shown that listen, I he knows him already. So it's, adapting won't really be very difficult. Really with the back three role. So and then you have oh, this guy left wing back press. They already know each other very well with the partnership. Already. So. Adapting will be very difficult, and he already knows the system very well. So that's why, I, actually, as his Conte's top target, him or Giavi Dollar, Conte's top target, or Sports' top target for that role. So it sort of, you know, means that I don't really have to. That's I'm not really going to be worried much. Yes, Conte signed off every signing. He agrees every signing for the any signing that wants to be made. Conte has to say, okay, I agree, I agree, and then with Bast with um, Longley. That's why we're not really, no. That's why I'm not really really worried much about Longley a lot. But you know. That's really weird. Sort of am, but not as much as I was when he first leaked. When the news first leaked, but you know, after looking at him before um, that game against Bayern Munich when they demolished eight two. So if you look at that, I don't really, really want to worry myself much about um, that 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 deal. So back to what I was saying. I would hope that we get somebody in for that left side role, and then okay, we have Long already. Maybe Long is going to play the center role. I don't know, but whichever way, I hope we'll just get something in. We just need, I'd, I'd say, I would say this, right, a top center back. I would really want to, when I mean top center back, I mean, not like it's like, oh, you know, top center back in the sense that, let me explain what I mean. Like, top center back in the sense that, one, the manager wants top of his list, the one who just slots in, you know, and just, bam, you know, just improves. Look, look at where Romero came in, right? That's one, that kind of signing, that's what I mean. You know, Gavidol and Bastoni seem to be those kind of players at the moment. Yeah, and, and, and that for me is it. That's that's why I think, though. You know, in terms of what the manager wants and you know, slots in really knows the system really well. That's why I mean, a top centre back. That's what I mean. I would really hope that not not even of whatever fans think. What the manager wants is what's most important here because he's one selecting the team and you know, that's what it. That's my take on the whole thing. Now, lastly, um, not lastly though, but the the Jet Spence um deal. Okay, yeah, before I talk about that one, Dybala joined Roma, meaning that Mourinho has finally gotten um, the player he wants. I think this is not the first time Dybala has been linked with any club that Mourinho is, is at. But him joining Roma sort of, you know, I think it's a good signing for Roma. 
Um, I spoke about this in my last episode. I think I spoke about it. Yeah, listen, um, Dybala joining might mean that you know him being able to play behind Abraham. Abraham sometimes can play on the right. It gives them options. And again, uh, imagine this, right? Speaking of Zaniolo, <laughs> if, Zan- if Zaniolo is still there, you know, and if Zaniolo, if Zaniolo, assuming Zaniolo is a Roma, right? And if Zaniolo gets injured, they won't really worry much. So Zaniolo will have to compete with Dybala for that spot on the right of the front three of, of the of the three behind the striker, you know. So it really opens doors for him, and he can play offense on his own. So it really opens doors for Roma that were not really open before. The possibilities of, you know, Zaniolo of um, of him. You know, being there, being in that, nah, it's really, the baller is really a good sign. I think it's a good signing for them, for, for Roma. I think he is a good signing for Roma. Yeah, that's my, my take on the whole thing, though. That's that's just it for me. Now, we're talking about Jetspens. Now, the comments Conte made about Jetspens is sort of the reason why, um, I'll just talk about this. The reactions in the last few days have really been, you know, after the news came out. And I would say this, right? There are people, I remember when I said that there are persons who already have this preconceived, um, there, you can't even change their minds on sports, so they're looking for something like that to bite as quickly as possible. And once they see something like that, they're gonna hold on to it. Oh yeah, I told you guys, you know, Levy is not backing the manager. It's Levy all over again, you know. You no, know, I, I understand why people people will not want to give Levy the benefit of the doubt, and I respect that. You know, but sometimes you know it comes off as you know trying to grasp at straws. You know, sometimes sometimes it does come off as that. Now, Conte said, you know. Um, Jetspens is an invest. It's a signing made by the club, an investment f- um, by the club. So it's the, the reports. The the quote sort of looked like he's distancing himself from um, Zaniolo. Sorry, Jetspens. Why is Zaniolo's name just popping up over? Anyways, um, it sort of sounded like he's distancing himself from the signing. You know, the potential signing of um, the potential signing, and that for me is where you know it's. It's scary, in a way. It's it's sort of scared fans, you know. I mean, you're, you're gonna blame fans for for being scared. Let's be real. It sort of scared a lot of sports fans, because if we're being honest, I mean, <laughs> it scared sports fans because, I mean, history has shown that you know, living this is something that's possible. But if you look at this, sports have made moves, investments, moves to really improve the um, investments in, in their, like I said earlier, the scouting team and all that. So if they've done all these things, you know, it will make a lot of sense that they must have done their homework on the players. And, also, and another thing, uh, Alex good also pointed out that, listen, every signing that Conte has made, I think they have to reiterate this every single time the fans re- overreact. I mean, I, I did it, I got carried away, I won't lie. I was sort of overreacted because it was worrying. Then I had to conversation for some persons how to make me see that, listen, you know, if you want to sign a player, you know, the club, they, they there's a scouting team there are teams available they spend money you know getting um recruitment in getting in players getting in every every single thing they have to get in they've gotten them in now listen you know once you've you've um you've identified what you wanted because the player i mean the manager will tell you this is what i want what i want what i want what i want and then manager manager comes in with the the um you, you bring I think the scouts they do their job and then they, they show the manager the list of players the manager agrees oh this one this one this one then sort of makes it awesome. and I can understand because managers can't really do all the jobs them, all the job themselves I mean they can't scout by themselves they might say this is the player I want, the player I want. they might occasionally maybe the players they've worked with before at the previous club but they will tell you a profile of what they want and what will fit their system they're trying to play and then you 
the scout probably go to the job because I mean you have enough a lot of work on your hands already working on tactics working on this working on that I mean telling you to scout alone is so much work with me so I can understand yeah now the Jet Spence deal this has been shown I think since January sports have wanted um, Jet Spence for a long time since January and it was also reported that sports have been tracking Jet Spence for a long time now I think even Mourinho somebody said Mourinho scouted him even Mourinho's time so you know, Spurs have really. I think because I think Spurs played against Middlesbrough in one game last the FA Cup last the FA Cup um, tie. I think I remember FA Cup tie. Spurs played against Middlesbrough. So if you look at the Spurs, really I think Spurs played okay, played well in that fixture if, if I remember correctly. Anyways, what I was saying. So with um and Spurs in with Spurs as a signing for for Spurs, sort of fits Conte's system. You know he's he's imposing, he's physically imposing his height, and apart from that, you know, I've seen some of his highlights. You know, yes, so you can't judge a player based off of that, I know, but you know, but you can look out for some qualities when you when you're watching some highlights. For example, maybe ball carrying some shots, and I've seen a goal that he has scored also. So I think he can score a long range. But how often can he do that? But it doesn't matter. The point line is that he has shown that he has some traits that can be worked on. You know, if he joins a better club, maybe the levels more increased plays with better players you know some numbers could you could get some better numbers so with jet spence i can understand you know sure conti coming conti has really i guess conti has worked with um vitor moses Tom Victor moses into a very good left right wing back this season chelsea won the league look at alonso right as a wing back i mean he made alonso look really really good so he he, he knows what he's doing when it comes to wing backs so i'm sure that i probably i think he he knows he knows how to to handle um, um, this guy, and uh, if if it if the need arises, he knows how to 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 handle to fix um, Jet Spence to make that signing work. But like, listen, again, I think I sort of overreacted, and the fans sort of overreacted to to the the news. And again, even inside the explanation, some fans are still holding on to it and grasping and saying, "I don't think he would have wanted him as a right wing back." But who do you think would, Conte would have wanted? And another thing, people forget. The right wing back role is quite a specific role in football. You know, because three at the back, three, four, three, three, five, two, three, six, one, all these systems people play. Five, four, one, which is, um, all this system, you know, okay, five, four, one is sort of more defensive, so you probably have to be more of like a three, six, one, rather. But, anyways, the point I'm making is this these kind of systems are very, 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 very specific because the players, the players you have, you can even. Um, right wing back responsibility as a right wing back is different from right for your as a as a right as a right back in the normal system. Obviously, you have to be a lot more attacking, and then I think you sort of um, what you the grounds you cover as a right 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 wing back right back and right wing back. I think the grounds you cover is sort of a lot more different than what the grounds you will cover as a right back. So it's different. It's a different role, different angles you receive the ball from, different positions. So I think it's probably no surprise that Doherty began to look good towards the end of the season before he had that unfortunate injury at Villa Park, you know, at, at Villa before he had that unfortunate injury at Villa. But if you, if you look at if you look at the positions available and the players available, which right wing apart from Hakraf Hakimi, Hashraf Hakimi, that's probably the only one I would say okay. Listen, this is the top. This is the creme de la creme. You know, this is the top top dog. You know, this, this is the, the, the top dog. Now listen, that's what you get with Hakimi in terms of that position, right wing back, as a right wing back. 
the left wing back position was sort of easier to feel because I mean, Ivan Perisic, you know, over the last two seasons, I would say he is the best left wing back in the world over the last two seasons. I mean, if you think about the other left wing backs, the reason why people want to dismiss this is because it's because Spurs signed him. If you look at him at Inter, he was really, really good as left wing back. I mean, so left wing back role for was sort of easier for Spurs to fill in, and luckily for Spurs, he was available on the free, and it was a deal that they just had to do. You know, and certain young can learn off him, and you know, right person can hold down that role properly. And it's two footed, really fantastic. Certain young can really learn off him. So, is a role is that was now the right wing back one is sort of hard, what has been harder to fill again. Don't forget about the specificity of that role. Who's available? How many do you know? And a lot of people mention names like Baku, Molina, Singo. Okay, let me let's ask you, let's ask some questions, right? So, if Spurs signed any of those guys. A lot of fans will still say Conte is getting a second choice signing because it's a narrative that people have held on to and they don't just let it go. Because if you think about it, I mean, Singo, Baku, most of you, most people who mentioned those names, those right, right wing, right wing back, they've never seen them play before. A lot of you just hear, oh, there's this player XY, called XYZ at this club. Oh, okay. Um, let's get him in. You know, there are players like that and some fans just hold on to that really, really tight. Hold on to that narrative really tight that, oh, um, Conte must, must get in second choice. Are you gonna tell me? How do you know? Are you gonna tell me Conte wanted Jetsman? How do you know he wanted Jetsman? Conte does Conte watch the championship? Okay, fine. He, even if he doesn't watch the championship, there are scouts available for that. Players like Andy Robertson, if Spurs had signed Andy Robertson that summer from Hossity, oh my goodness. Oh, you know, relegated, relegated player. Oh, we're getting relegated. I mean, so it's for me. What happens as long as you've done your homework properly on the player? I think that's what's most important. You know, then again, Conte's um, comments sometimes sort of scare Spurs because I mean, he's he's keeping Spurs on, the, on your toes. His one year, his his deal is very small. So I would, most people would prefer him to really get make the deal like two years, get more time because so, sometimes some players may be put up and say, listen, what if he's gonna leave next year? Well, we don't really know. You know, we probably need a lot more assurance that he's gonna be there by the time I join. You know, that could be that could be a factor in players joining, and that could mean okay, listen, Conte, you might have to to extend your contract. That could be a factor. But listen, in my opinion, I, I don't really think it's something to to worry about. I don't really think it's something to to worry about. You know, in terms, um, Conte looks like he's more he's quite committed in terms of to really make the role work, to make the system work. But again, back to what I was saying. So with the jet spends there, I'm not really. I never. I just. Thought, I think my panic was just like some seconds because you know sometimes you you're just afraid of Conte walking. That's where my panic comes from because they are showing that listen, I will walk if I don't get my guys in. And sort of what makes made me think that listen, maybe it's it's a signing because um, if you look at how look at the fact that he didn't walk when those signings were made, I think that's enough to tell you that you know this is, when that signing was made, that is enough to tell you that listen, it's it's, it's a signing. Anyways, back to what I was saying. So Jet Spence is I I would I look forward to seeing Jet Spence play. I mean he might end up keeping that role because getting that role because he's he is fast and um you know could end up um, getting the role for Doherty. But you know I think he has a fight on his hands. I think he I think he can he can really lock that role down. He's younger, he's more athletic. You know and I think he has an, I think he's, I check his own of his stats. I think he he has more touch into the opposition. But although Doherty is really really good as a right wing back. Listen. Ignore how Doherty has been really poor since the joint sports. Doherty is a right wing back, and if you look at how he performed towards the end of last season, I think he was scoring, he was assisting. So Doherty looked really good. If you look at him at Wolves, he was really dangerous and really aggressive. So, eh, 
if a Saint Doggett is good as a right wing back, it's not really out of place. It's not really something that people would say, oh, it's wrong. It's a wrong opinion. If, if you're going to say it's wrong, it means you're just really holding on to a narrative, rooting to really tight. Yeah, two things can be true. Two things can be true at the same time. You can say Doggett has not really looked good since he joined Spurs, but he has looked good as a right wing back when he joined Spurs. So when Spurs started playing with three at the back, he has looked good. Okay, listen, if you look at Doggett. We can also say that you know right wing back is still really good as right wing back. If you look at Doherty, when he joins first, Mourinho didn't play with three at the back. Play as a, so Doherty was forced to play as a right back. Fast forward to the next season, um, Nuno didn't play with three at the back. Play with four at the back, right? And now Conte is the first one that's playing with three at the back. And you know it sort of took time for Doherty to get used to the system. And now Doherty ends up you know in, around um, was it towards the end of last season around February. Docker starts looking good. I think the game against Leicester when he came on, he even looked good in that game. I think he, 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 he was involved in the goal that Bergwijn scored for the equalizer. For, for the equalizer, he was really involved and he looked really good in that game against Leicester. Then from January, from that February, you know, he started looking really, really, really good. So I don't really think it's out of place to say I don't want Docker to sold. I don't think it's out of place. Although you know, sports are saying, listen, if uh, they were listening to offers for these guys, if an offer comes in, but I doubt an offer is going to come in from Docker because I mean. It's quite a specific role that he plays. Very, very specific role. Very specific role. And the fee that he would command wouldn't really be very much. So it's possible like, listen, man, it's better off we just keep him and just because he looks like he could. And Conte seems to like the guy because he can play left wing back too. He can play right wing back too. So it's it's kind of a win-win. I I, I think it sounds crazy now, but I, I wouldn't mind if Doggett stays back. I, honestly, I wouldn't mind if Doggett stays. I wouldn't really mind. I thought I... <laughs> I wouldn't mind if Doggett stays at sports, I wouldn't. But anyways, that's what I was saying. So yeah, that's my, my take on the Jets Men's thing. Now, lastly, before I go, today, we want to talk about um, a bit of, um, what I say, controversy or a bit of like a divide on Twitter. It's a Fabio Romero versus Onstein, David Onstein um, stuff, right? Now, I'm sure the journalists did respect each other because they do talk, talk they tag each other in stories and they... Fabio Romero also tags, as reported by um, David Onstein, he tags Onstein, he really gives Onstein his props. But the disrespect that Fabio Romero gets is sort of unfair. It's really unfair, it's not sort of, it's really, really unfair. Because if you think about what Fabio Romero has really done in terms of transfer, the transfer transfer market, the way he has branded it, the here we go um, quote is like his signature. I mean, it's really, really admirable. You know, if we're being honest, because listen, I, I first followed Fabio Romero in 20. 29 no 2018 2019 no it's 2018 2018 2019 whichever one of those two is 2018 when i can't listen when i started following transfer window properly because i'm because if you try to transfer windows transfer window i didn't really like following it because it's rumors 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 um everybody's trying to get a story and you don't really know who's the right journalist who's the one that really knows their stuff from the romano came out now there's dimazio already dimazio is reliable obviously but Dimazio was mostly speaking Italian. It was mostly speaking, his report was mostly in, in, in Italian. So you don't really tend to understand it. And it was not really able to cross and break into the English, you know. Let's put it this way. The English is most widely spoken than Italian. So if you, if you report in English, there's a greater chance you will get a lot more persons on your side than you would if you're speaking in, reporting in Italian alone. And that's why, you know, Dimazio would get shout outs, occasional shout outs, but, but not really as much. Not, with Fabrizio Romano, you know, he came in, he branded himself, you know, as this guy. The branding was really, is really on, on point. Here we go. I think, I think I remember one time when he was talking about his first 
and his transfer was always right and that was what made him because we look at a lot of i mean personally i hated transfer windows because i hated reporting from because you know, the journalists they just wanted a story out they just wanted something to just push out so i think the success of Fabio romano has been two things the accurate reporting and the branding and the fact that he's he belongs to um a de- generation a setting kind of generation because if you look at other reports reporters they are really quite reliable i think the telegraph is reliable um i think mock some mock tommy mock bell j percy um telegraph guardian sports you know all these reports i think the times also these guys are quite reliable but you know maybe not in terms of having a twitter account that you're engaging that is very engaging you have a trademark you have a quote you're covering stories that people are thinking nah but that's what made him stand out. Now you could argue that well, that's what made Fabio Romero stand out. So the here we go especially. So the brand was really on point. Now everybody always wants to flock to his, his page, his, his page whenever it was. I, I remember forgot the athletic also. Everybody wants to flock to his page. Everybody, I, in fact, when he's showing window, we have notifications turned on. In fact, I currently have notifications turned on for Fabio Romero's tweets at the moment because it's like, oh, we're waiting for the here we go, and now everybody's calling him a tapping. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're, it's better to be, even though you ask multiple times, rather than being first to a story, it's better you're right. Than being first to a story, okay? Because if you're if you're if you're right, I mean yes, it's tapping, okay. What else? And if you you you're calling the guy a tapping journalist, but a lot of you would not would really wait and hope that he confirms the story. <laughs> you're like, ah, he's a fake journalist. Okay, then follow him. Then block him. Don't follow his stories. Then <laughs> listen. I think I think this guy is wide enough for everybody to fly. Personally, I don't think. With, with David Onstein, I think his reporting tends to is the athletic, so he's really good. Don't get to that, it's really good. His resources are really spot on and his stories are really correct. But I think with Fabio Romano, Fabio Romano looks like he covers a more of a worldwide kind of thing. Because Fabio Romano cover, um, he would cover South American signings, move from South America between South American clubs. He would cover signings in Germany, he would cover signings in Spain, in Italy. Fabio Romano is just covering everywhere. And Onstein, from what I've observed, Onstein tends to cover um, Premier League, you know, most incomings in Premier League, outgoings in Premier League. So it's not, it's sort of, it's like this, right? It's a niche. So if I, for example, right, I don't, I don't want to make this about tech, but let's talk about, let me just talk about tech. So, let's talk about tech. So, okay, let's say, let's say, in food, in um, a particular thing, let's say in, in, in tech, for example, now nah, I don't talk about tech. Let's, let's talk, let me use another example. Um, if you keep hitting... I don't know what example to use. Okay, let let me use tailors for example. It ta- tailors, tailors who make clothes, right? People who tailors, a tailor who makes just trousers, just only trousers, whichever um, or whichever way you want to call it, pants, trousers. I call it trousers. I hate calling it pants. <laughs> trousers. A tailor who makes only trousers, and a tailor who makes trousers, a blazer, shirts, um, shorts t-shirts basically clothing traditional clothes for nigerian um, nigerian trials like your senators your native wears basically a tailor who does all of that and they want to make just trousers they want to make just um, native wears they want to make just um, blazers the one who makes just trousers those ones who specific who have a niche specifically to one particular self learning they will be much better than the ones the one who makes all kinds of clothes yes want to make all kinds of clothes you might make more money, you might have more clients, but if you want, in terms of the tailoring craftsmanship and in better value, be- better value for money, depends on how you want to call it. When I say better value for money, I mean craftsmanship, um, know-how, 
because because that guy is making only trousers trousers he's so good at it that he knows how to do it he just knows that's only that's what he does he makes only trousers so he knows how to do he knows how to just make trousers and that's why he'll be really good at it that's why that's similar to it so with Austin, i think Austin tends to so with primarily with the league alone he's likely he's going to be first to stories in in england it's like he's going to be more faster to stories in england than fabrizio it's very likely i mean sometimes Fabrizio might be faster but it's very much likely because it is his domain it's just where he covers and that's just why i think this will take for me for me i follow both of them i think both of them are really good journalists i think it doesn't matter whichever one comes first as long as i for me i don't care as long as i get the story i'm just being able to profit off this whole thing and i figure that some journalists actually do not like the guy which i think is really unfair i mean it's, it's like hating you know he's basically hating he's <laughs> basically hating right because i mean look look at this guy who just comes into this space you know dominates the space becomes a guy everybody sees as you know um the final seal of approval on any chance i mean you could be a journalist you could report on any story if Abdul Romano doesn't tweet about it people will be like eh. when he tweets about it, people are like oh yes it's correct it's accurate and that's what you that's i think that sort of pisses off a lot of journalists <laughs> maybe it does but i understand why this guy just comes into the game he's making money of the whole thing profiting of the, i'm sure if, if the guy launches a merch where he says here we go it might sell because now here we go i mean you're looking at sports stars in other um sports in other kinds of lines as well i think even in the nba they're tagging him saying listen if this guy says here we go you know it's if this guy confirms twist the story it is confirmed so it is just like that and it's, it's gonna be hard to knock him off his perch it's almost impossible in my opinion because i think people like that when you're first at something not like he's the first to report stories not like he's like, but in terms of the branding making it his persona his first thought it getting somebody else who will come do it is it's gonna be very difficult to even see somebody else because everybody knows okay he's he's at that spot where he's just there it's like google it's like youtube it's like facebook it's like you know you're at that you're at that level already so most of the time you don't really have to prove yourself but your, your point is just maintaining the maintaining consistent just maintaining um, um quality of reporting and Fabio does that where he has to be very sure that okay listen I every story I report I have to be very very sure about if I tweet it out and for me I think it's even better as a fan I don't really care I just want sports to get good players and everybody have a good day that's my own <laughs> I don't even to this episode um thanks for listening um I'll see you guys on Monday and thank god I'm keeping to my usual schedule of Mondays and Thursdays take care have a nice weekend bye